fitness is your ability to cope with and recover from stress. And stress is an inevitable factor in your life and in the lives of the people in your organization. A fit, healthy team is an energized, effective team, but it is not enough to just tell your people what to do, you need to show them. If you want your people to have a better quality of life and a more rewarding career, then it is vital that you lead from the front. Your choices, your behaviors are in the spotlight. My name's Jay Unwin, it's time to get fit to lead. Welcome back to Fit to Lead with me, Jay Unwin. This week I'm chatting to coach, trainer and anti-hustle enthusiast, Phil Highland. We cover all the important topics, such as Dwayne Johnson's Pancake Chef, the power of just doing nothing, and whether the plural of Guinness is Guinnesses or Guinai. If you're looking to improve the fitness and well-being of your people, as well as your own of course, then tickets are now available for my personal and professional development event Fit to Lead Live in Bristol next March. Head to fitbodyfitmind.online slash FTL for the full rundown of speakers, topics, plus loads more info. Get yourself booked in, bring your team, and I'll see you there. Hey Phil, how are you doing? I'm not bad, mate. Thanks. I'm not bad. Thank you for uh, thanks. Well, I say I'm not bad. I'm a, I'm a wee bit tired this morning. My missus is in a band, and they had a gig last night or yesterday afternoon. So I had a, a few Guinnesses actually last night. Um, I believe the plural is Guinai. I think it is Guinai actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that confused some all. people, but uh, yeah, Guinai is uh, is is probably correct. But um, so yeah, I'm a, I'm a wee bit tired, but it's all. What kind of music does she play? Uh, they're an awesome Irish folk band, and I love oh, all wow. that. I've got quite an eclectic music taste, uh, but I love a bit of Irish folk music, man. And they're it's proper thigh slapping, you know. Yeah. I get told off though. I clap out of time apparently. <laughs> That's why you're not night. in the band, Phil. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to, uh, to 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 get involved, but I don't know why they say. You no. can't even be Bez because you can't maraca in time with them. Yeah, no, I can't even be. Imagine that. I can't even be Bez. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like this. Um, we could have an entire podcast about this, but what we're yeah, going to talk about okay. really, um, what we're going to talk about really is fitness. So let's before we go off on too many tangents, because I know that this is going to happen. I know that we are going to we're going to get some interesting stuff as we go along. Um, what does fitness mean to you, Phil? So fitness to me. So so I'll give a quick background of me just for anyone listening. I, yeah, I grew up as a as a PT. I've Basically, all I've ever done is personal training uh, and working in the fitness realms of coaching. But in the last kind of six, seven years, I've, I've shifted into sort of mindset and fitness of the mind. Um, so when I hear the word fitness, I, I, I think of kind of overall condition or condition of our being, right? So physical being and, and mental and emotional being as well. Um, so when I when I when I talk about fitness, um, if it was in the physical sense, it would be: is my body able to perform the tasks that I want it to? If I was talking about fitness in the mental kind of realms, I would say: right, is my mind in the shape that I want it to be in order to allow me to kind of live the life that I want to live? You know, so that's what fitness kind of means to me. What I love is that there's more and more people, and I, I still think it's a minority overall in the fitness industry, but I, I feel like that there's definitely this kind of groundswell of change um, that I see more and more of of, uh, of people who 
who've been around the industry for a while shifting more towards this kind of um holistic position if you like mm-hmm. of the kind of your, your, your entirety of being as you put it and this idea of being able to do the things you want to do and it's coming up more and more in conversations i have with people whether they're in the fitness industry or whether they're in completely different industries or you know they're they're business leaders or they're um you know employees in a company and and all kinds of different people in all walks of life are starting to get this idea that fitness is about being able to do the stuff you want to do because when i first when i first kind of came to fitness if you like i was definitely not a kind of fit healthy teenager or or student or anything like that it wasn't until uni that i kind of started dabbling in it um it was it was a very specific thing it was very specific it was mostly aesthetic but it was also about being strong and it was also about being and it's this it was it was quite linear it was quite like you know the blinkers were on Mm. and um it seems that that's opening up a bit more but then i guess maybe that's just because I'm attracted to those people who have that. Um, so I'm kind of creating an echo chamber uh, yeah. around myself. So is it is that something that you've kind of come across as well in, in terms of in the fitness industry, or is it something that you think is still a, a, quite a small uh, proportion yeah. of people? I, I think I think that it's, there's definitely been a shift from just working on your body to to working more on your mind, right? And I think a lot of part of that shift, certainly the reason I shifted trajectory in a business sense um is because people are realizing right the reason that you know we all know how to diet we all know how to train okay most on on the whole we've got all the information there but why can i not stick to it why are we not doing it you know well the reason why is because of what's going on in our mind right it's the it's the stories that we tell ourselves the subconscious patterns that we run the limiting beliefs if you want to use that phrase that are holding us back. So, okay, rather than just try to grind it out and stick to a a diet that I really can't stick to, why don't I work on the reasons why I can't stick to it? And those reasons come from in between our ears, you know? And I think that's why there's been been a shift. Um, Coupled with the whole mental health awareness thing, which is, is, you know, has blown up in the last few years. Um, I think people are taking their mind a little more seriously now. And I think that's why there has been a bit of a shift from just working on our physical self to working on our, our mental self as well yeah i think you're right and i think that it's another thing which another thing which i admire about your approach and one of the reasons that i wanted to get you on for a chat not just to keep tom happy um well yeah well <laughs> yes when you let's 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 quickly touch on that just so everyone who's listening knows what you're on about when you <laughs> messaged me you said oh so um come on the podcast and we'll keep tom happy and the only Tom that I know, uh, well, you're from the sort of you're from the southwest, aren't you? I am, that yeah. kind of cool area. And the only Tom I know who's kind of down there is is Tom from uni. And um, I then said I thought it was one of those annoying, situ- horrible situations where someone knows you and you don't know them, or you've met them before and you can't remember them. I'm like, oh fuck, do I know this guy Jay from uni? And now I'm being really bad and not remembering who he is. <laughs> <laughs> but apparently yeah. he told you for some weird reason about me and uh, uh and, and that was that. It was, yeah. It was I I did I I'll hold my hands up here. That was slightly deliberate in mm. terms of making you feel uncomfortable. So yeah. <laughs> I would apologize, but I'm not sorry in the slightest. Don't um, apologize, mate, to me. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, the reason that the reason that our mutual friend Tom uh said for me to find you on Instagram and and follow you is because he thought that there was um there's quite a lot of parallels between the stuff that I 
gob off about and the stuff that you gob off about. Um, gob off. Gob off, yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, <laughs> you, the, the the idea of this kind of, not just the holistic perspective of mind and body and all of this kind of thing, but also in terms of the practical sense of it, in the terms of actually actioning these changes, not just kind of the understanding of what fitness is, but but how to actually go about it. One of the things which I really like about your approach is this um, understanding of real people's lives. So my I tend to work more with organizations now than individuals, but obviously all organizations are made up of individuals. Mm. And most of these people, are, they're working, um, you know, full time jobs. They've got families. They've they've got other stuff that's important to them. And a lot of uh the kind of traditional meathead pt kind of uh, i guess type are uh i do this why can't you do it i go and lift weights for this amount of hours a day i eat this many meals and it's this this and this it's you know your chicken brown rice and broccoli or whatever mm. and um i don't understand why i'm telling you what you need to do and you're not doing it and and the the difference with the approach that I've seen from you and the stuff that you put out is that you get the fact that people aren't going to be doing that stuff because they've got other things that are more important to them. Is that right? 100%. Yeah. Funny you you, you say this because this morning I did a quick story. Um, you, you might have seen it and it was a it was a, a fitness girl, right? You know, perfect body, whatever perfect even means. But she was I think she's a, a trainer. I don't like to mouth off about people, so I kind of steer clear. But this really kind of got my goat a little bit, and it's it's, it's demonstrating exactly what you're saying. She's there. It's a video of her doing a a good morning. I'm not sure if you know what a good morning yeah. is. Yeah, bar on her back, but she's she's seated right. She's sat on a chair with a bar on her back, and she says everyone should be doing the good morning because it's good for hips and back and, and it is a good exercise granted she's doing it on a chair and she folds herself in half mate she leans forwards and she folds herself in half who the fuck can do that right <laughs> i haven't met anyone in all the years i've been involved in the coaching industry who can do that exercise how she's doing it right so now you and me you and i other people my mum my any other any any other person on the planet who doesn't have the flexibility of an elastic band right is going to watch that it says you should be doing more of this well i can't do that so if i'm being told that i should be doing something that i can't do how's that going to make me feel oh i'm i feel inferior you know, it's going to create a lot more overwhelm. I can't do what this expert is telling me I should be doing to help in my hips and back, uh, hip and back out, you know. And it's the same in the fitness industry and it carries over into the, the mindset, the self-improvement game. You know, if you're being told to, hey, journal, journaling is a good tool, right? We know that I, the folks in my program all get a journal. Um, it's a great tool, but there are, I've used some in the past that have about, 30 questions to answer just in the morning oh wake up at half four in the middle of the night so you can finish you, you can complete your journal which is going to set you up for the day it ain't going to set me up for the day because I, I open it and I think fuck I've got 30 questions to write again and it's overwhelming to see so so I think sometimes the tools and strategies that are being pushed upon us in the in the self in in, in the improvement realm fitness or or or, or, or um, you know, mind are just unrealistic, man. 
And it's just putting people off. So then when I go into a business like I did yesterday, actually, to, to kind of pitch an idea and say, listen, I help you. I'm a self-improvement coach. Some people hear that and think, oh, you're just going to get me to wake up at four in the morning to journal for five hours, to meditate for six hours, to exercise for seven hours. And then I will be ready to attack the day. I don't want to do that. You know, and it's it's that's, I think, a bit of a problem. Unrealistic uh, um, tips, if you like, and strategies and all of that. The cynic in me, I guess, um, has a has a hunch that maybe that is part of the plan of these kind of industries where they go, what we'll do is we'll make people feel like they can't do it on their own because it's too yeah. complicated. And it's yeah. like, I they, then they'll need me. They'll and, and this idea of I used to see it. And, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I have made tons of mistakes. And I've probably I mean, no, in fact, I will rephrase that I have definitely given um, terrible advice in the past. I've defi <laughs> definitely said things which I look back and I go, I'm just cringe. And I'm like, wow, I'm, and you know, I'll, 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 we, we all do it when we've got less experience, you know, as we, as we grow and we learn and we realize, you know, that certain things we're doing aren't working or certain things aren't the best way of doing things, then obviously we, we change and we adapt and we grow. Um, but that doesn't stop me kind of looking back and just and just holding my head in my hands uh because because some of the things i mean one of one of them that i've brought up a couple of times recently is this kind of um an hour's workout is only four percent of your day mm. and i was just like i used to see that as something which was kind of inspirational motivational it's not actually that much and it's just like you tell like a working mom of three kids, single parent and all of this kind of stuff yeah. to, that an hour is only 4% of her day. And uh, you, you, you're asking for a smack in the mouth, to be honest, because, yeah. <laughs> you know, not everyone has the same stuff going on. It's like, yeah, great. If you, if you work in a gym as a personal trainer, it's probably not that difficult, but if you've got to find childcare and you've got to, um, you know, commute 20 minutes each way to the gym and you've got to do this, that and the other. And it, it's, it's just this understanding thing, isn't it? And it, mm. I think that I, think I used that to do the same. I used to do yeah. I, just quickly. I used to do similar to that. And I used to follow, especially back when I was just in the gym, I used to be that guy. It's like, listen, if I'm not bleeding by the time I've finished training, I can't finish training. You know, if right. I haven't absolutely annihilated my five foot six puny little body, then I haven't trained hard enough, so I've got to carry on. And I, I would push that on my clients. I like listen, go hard and go home, and yeah. you know, train till your eyes fall out, and that, which is ridiculous. And well, it's not I, suitable for everyone, is it? Of course, it's not. It's not suitable for everyone. It makes everything hard. You know, who's going to want to come to the gym and keep going to the gym if they know that every workout hashtag must be better than the last? You know, yeah. it's like this whole mentality of make every day better than the one before. Yeah. You can't make every day better than the one before, otherwise. Every day would be you. We'd, a would all be Superman, or B would all be burnt out. Because yeah. how can you make every day better than it's? It's fine not to have the best day every day. There's nothing wrong in that. It's fine just to coast sometimes and not hustle and not aim for progression every single day. Sometimes it's all right to just be, man. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's uh, what I find fascinating as well from the kind of again this crossover into kind of the corporate world is that you get it in um 
you get it in kind of corporate settings and and um whatever the industry really but this kind of this this desire for growth now don't get me wrong i can understand why business wants to grow and they want to improve their impact they want to improve their profit margins and all of this kind of stuff and it's like the the japanese concept of kaizen you know that little kind of mm. uh tiny uh, steps, tiny incremental improvements, but constantly like constant self-improvement. Yes. And uh, it it was used in kind of the manufacturing industry in Japan to look at where things can be tightened up and where things can be improved. Um, but th this kind of becomes bastardized over a while. And you kind of think, like you said, it's just like if, if it's every single day, that's just unreasonable to expect. It's like this idea of perpetual economic growth. We can't constantly you know we we've had this period of you know a couple hundred years of economic growth since mm. the industrial revolution and the, all these kind of companies and governments trying to put get, getting political now they're trying to yeah, push careful. it even more <laughs> pushing it even more to go yeah well we've grown this much we can keep growing and it's just like no sometimes you're just gonna have to just take the foot off the gas and and, mm. and look look at what else is going on here and this it's it's okay, like you said, to coast sometimes. It's even okay to take a step backwards. It's yeah. even okay to to um, to take time off and and reassess because it's like if a tree's blocking your, the road, right? If if you're driving along and a tree's blocking the road, um, you can drive into that tree as many times as you like to try and keep going down the same road, but it's not going to do your car any good. Hmm. So you can either get out and clear the road or you can drive you know, drive back a bit further down and take a different route. It, th there's all kinds of things. We have to adapt to these things as we go along. We can't just go forward for the sake of it all, this, all the time. Mm, I think you said that it's okay to, to take a step back or, or just to take time off. I would say it's necessary to take time off. You know, people, yeah. there's a... There's a I'm going to paraphrase, I'll probably get this wrong, but um, uh, people often view rest as a reward for success, right? Yeah. When actually rest, in my opinion, should be a prerequisite to success. You know, I work hard, I take time, I work, uh, sorry, I progress and achieve results because I take time off, not I take time off because I get results. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, um, it absolutely does. Yeah. And I think, and even I promote this in the, all the programs I run, I, I promote actually, listen, you know, this week we're going to have a week off and I, you can do whatever the hell you want for a week. If you're, if you've been exercising hard, if you've been looking at watching your diet well, if you've been meditating every day, journaling, you know, all the, the tools that I promote to the guys on my program, I, every, every soft will say, listen, we're going to do nothing now. We're just going to chill because what another thing that happens is, is we can very quickly become reliant on the good for you tasks, right? Yeah. And we become almost a slave to them. And we say things like, if I don't train every day, I am a shit. I turn into an angry person. I need to train. I need to meditate every morning. Otherwise, my mind goes nuts. Well, the minute we start needing something, what happens when you're in a needy relationship? It just it fit, it goes wrong, doesn't it? It goes bang. Yeah. The minute we start needing exercise, meditating, journaling in order to feel a certain way, we then become a slave to it, and it has power over us. And that's not a position that we want to be in. You know, the 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 the, the jobs, the tasks, the routine, the structure that we create, we don't want to become a shackle to those structures because, or shackle to the structures because then they have power over us. And and you know, the game of being in charge of ourselves is kind of about having control right not other things having control over us 
it's a bit like um it's a bit like addictions and things like that and obviously mm. i mean this is a real it's a real complex subject when you're looking at addictions in the kind of truest sense of the word yeah. um it, it's not something that you have control over um mm. and it's not as easy to say that people who've got addictions have chosen that path they yeah. have made choices along the way but it's usually like an escapism thing because of stuff that's going on in their life there's all kinds of trauma links and stuff like that so i don't want to kind of be glib about using the word addiction yeah um however if we if we use exercise for example just to take one element of fitness if we use exercise as a surrogate for um uh, you know drugs or alcohol or whatever mm. um, and you see this happen a lot you know you see people who've who they give up drinking and they turn to the gym and they are as addicted to the gym as they were to the drink and uh it becomes a crutch that they need they require it as, for escapism essentially they require it to kind of um to distract themselves from some really difficult emotional stuff and mm. And so we do have to be careful that anything that we're doing, even if it's even if it's uh, quote unquote healthy, um, which obviously is a vague term in itself, yeah. uh, even if something we believe it's just like, well, going to the gym is better for you than drugs. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can see the logic and see why someone would say that. But you've got to look at the intent and the knock on effects and all mm. of these things as well. And, and I think that idea of taking time off is um is is really powerful because it's a bit like workaholics isn't it when people go oh, i'm working really hard on my business or i'm working really hard in my role in this company um and they see it as something really productive and something really positive but actually it, it can be having all kinds of negative knock-on effects to other things you know family oh, life etc et i was just going to say that 100 and and you know again with the people i work with every 30 days we fill out this awareness wheel thing which is essentially um taking time to put awareness and a bit of attention on your life as a whole so lots of different areas of life right and like what you say we can go so balls deep in one of those areas and think this is a good thing wow business is flying yeah but your relationship sucks mate you know yeah. or your health has gone to absolute shit look at the size of your waistline now you may be, be flying and you've got all the money in the bank but your health has taken a massive downturn um and i think we can we can get sucked in can't we without if we fail to put awareness on where we are at regularly then that is, as you say, is exactly what can happen. Certain areas can uh, can uh, can suffer for it. But also okay. going back to what you said just quickly, mate, about um, you know, distractions and sedating ourselves. I used to do the same with the gym, and and you know the gym is great, pumping iron. I used to love it. I still do love it. But I could very easily spend two hours in the gym. Um, but I would spend two hours in there. I could get I could get everything done that I needed to in 45 minutes realistically, but I would spend longer in there because I knew it was just in me escaping from getting my laptop out and doing the hard stuff, you know, doing the, the things that I didn't want to do. And the the again, it's a, a good for you, as you say, quote unquote, healthy tool that actually was being used in a quote unquote unhealthy manner, you know it's it's this it's the it's the reliance on things isn't it it's that crutch thing again mm. but the the um <laughs> i mean anything the dose makes the poison i think is the phrase yeah. isn't it it's that yeah. thing where you know water's good for you but you can drown in it yeah exactly <laughs> you know? yeah it's and it's the same with everything anything that's anything that's healthy or anything that's good for you or anything that kind of moves you closer towards where you want to be because obviously like i guess healthy and positive and all stuff mean different things for different people but mm. 
Um, anything that moves you in the direction that you wish to move is great um, until it's too much. Yeah. You well, know, like, yes, yeah. it's, it's it, you, you've, you've got to, I, I like that idea of kind of that reassessing things uh, every 30 days and not just the obvious fitness stuff, but the whole mm. lifestyle thing. And I think that that can be a very valuable thing. Um, like it's, it's just something which, which, as you were saying that, I thought that's a, actually a really valuable tool that organizations could use with their um, with their staff. And I've seen more companies now are doing this at kind of they're, they're checking in and getting getting them to almost do a self-evaluation. You know, like when you have evaluations at work and things like that, yeah. people, are, people are evaluating their, their performance and things like that. But also, rather than just looking at performance, looking at all of the other things as well, because I think more and more companies now, and this is this is a good thing. I think they've had the hand forced a little bit and a few companies were ahead of the curve. But I think over the last couple of years, more companies have realized they have to do this because if they're just concerned with work performance, you don't know whether that person is, they could be doing great in the job, but they could be about to leave. Mm. They could be about to burn out and make themselves unwell, or they could be about to just ditch you and go and work for a different company because they're fed up of uh, feeling undervalued. So if if uh, if a company took on board that kind of regular every 30 days appraisal self appraisal they're going how do you feel you're getting on at work but how are you also getting on at home how are yeah. you how's your health how's your well-being how rating different things out of 10 and you know there's various different ways of doing it but it, you need to have this whole picture because i believe that the organizations whether it's a company a charity a, a sports team doesn't matter They've got a duty of care to each of those individuals in that organization to look after them, make sure, make sure they're doing all right. Yeah, it's funny you say that because, as I said, earlier in the week, I had a meeting with a, with a the boss of a, or HR of a, of a big company. And I, we were talking about this um, and we were talking about, you know, staff and the, the happiness of staff and, and, and um, you know, happiness of workforce is correlated to productivity uh, and then profits ultimately, right? Which is yep. kind of kind of the, 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 the crux of a, of a business. Um, and we were talking about um, education. I've just lost my trail of thread, mate. Where was I? <laughs> Don't worry. It was, it's usually me that does this. You were talking about, we were talking about appraisals and HR departments and companies. Appraisals. And yeah. And, 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 um, you know, appraisals, we do it with businesses all the time. A business, looks at where it's going, looks at the trajectory uh, and profits and loss, everything else. Why not do it with its staff? That's where I was going. Schools, often people say the onus is on teachers to teach kids because kids spend so much time of their you know, lives with teachers, right? Well, yeah. think how much time we spend with our employers and our bosses. We spend so much time in the office. And so consequently, there has to be some kind of onus, in my opinion, on the employer, on the business to educate um, its staff and look after its staff around the areas of, 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 of mindset and, and feeling, you know, how you feeling, folks? You feeling good? Are you on track? Are you not on track? What areas of life are going well, are not going well? And this is exactly what I was saying to this, this, this lady in the week. It's like, you know, it's great that you've got counsellors and a counsellor, you know, a, a, um, um, a, a, a counselling service and therapy available to your staff. But what have you got to educate them about stress, about overwhelm? What have you got that asks them to check in with themselves every so often, you know? It's like, yeah, we haven't got anything like that. And I think there are a lot of companies and businesses that don't have things like that. They offer counselling and say, listen, if you're having a rough ride, 
go into this office and speak to this qualified therapist and and they'll help you out but they've got nothing on site on hand in house to educate their staff um around all of this that we're talking about and that you talk about on the podcast and i think that's what should be implemented more it's it's like um this kind of prevention versus remedial action thing isn't it so you need this you need the remedial stuff in the same way as we need we need doctors and a healthcare service and stuff to help us when we do uh, become unwell but we also need the kind of you know as they call it lifestyle medicine to help you um, reduce the risks and we can't reduce them to zero you know you can't it doesn't matter how um, what your daily habits and your lifestyle are like you still could develop cancer or heart disease and stuff like that but you can and, and in, the, in the same way developing you know um, depression anxiety uh, or uh, trauma any kind of things, these things can still happen to you, but you can reduce the risk of developing depression and anxiety. You can reduce the risk of developing diabetes, cancer, heart disease, and stuff mm. like that. And and so, like you said, in the same way as there's the kind of like Public Health England and stuff like that, trying to push out advice via the NHS, via websites and social media and stuff like that to kind of help people get more active and eat a more balanced diet and all of, all of the obvious stuff that I think most people, like you said, right at the start, know about. Most people go, yeah, I probably need to eat more veg, probably need to drink more water, probably sit on my ass too much, um, probably stay up too late scrolling on my phone. Most people know this stuff, but it's about kind of, you know, the support and the kind of the, the groups that can be set up to support people and stuff like that. But within companies, you've got a much smaller... Um, and yet still significant cohort because like if you look at the if you look at the, the nhs and you look at the government and you look at um you know the entire kind of national movement towards uh, trying to keep people fit and healthy in the uk it's what like 70 million people it's a lot of people to try and reach mm. and they're all different whereas if you're in a company of 500 people that's a much smaller cohort that you can that you're that you've got <laughs> direct contact with every single day you know, you've got direct contact with them every single day and it's not millions of people. It's a few hundred people. And so you can get to know them and you can you can find ways to offer them certain things which are tailored into their own lifestyles and things like that or offer them stuff which they can tailor themselves. But like you said, it's that education and, and companies have got a unique position. The leadership of companies have got a unique position to be able to do this for for groups of people which make up the national population. Totally. And also, you know, let's not forget that the power of proximity, right? These, the bosses and the, the company owners are, are, have a group of people, you know, the employees. And when we are trying to make progress in any area, whatever it may be, when we're doing it as a group, as a, as a tribe, if you want to, if you want to use that, you know, we're tribal creatures, right? When we're, we're doing something and our colleagues are doing it, and often our colleagues are our mates, because that's who we spend so much time with, then the, the chance of getting a result and, and you know coherence and obviously therefore progress is is massively increased um and i think it's something that really needs to be utilized a lot more that that power of proximity that right let's let's do this as a group let's do it as a team you know let's as a team we're going to run through this program and then we're all going to grow together and, and progress together rather than just reaching out to the entire nation someone signing up you know doesn't know anyone and it's 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 a lot harder whereas keeping it in, in you know using that that cohesion uh, you know the, the group the group stuff is is really powerful man 
It really is. And I think that, you know, you said we're, we are tribal, we are community based. And there's this idea of uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of personal responsibility mm. up to a point. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of like taking responsibility for what's what's happened to you. That doesn't mean accepting it's your fault, because a lot of stuff that's happened to you in your life is not your fault. It's you're at the mercy of absolute chaos that the universe is. Um, and also at the mercy of other people's behaviors, which impact you, because all of our behaviors impact other people. Um, so it's not about accepting blame for stuff, but accepting, hey, this stuff happened to me and it's my responsibility to deal with it. Awesome. But I think it's gone too far that way. The pendulum has swung to this kind of hyper individualistic where a lot of people are going kind of like, well, I'm all right. Screw you. And mm. and uh, it, it fails to take into consideration the fact that we are um used to being part of a collective we are we always want to be part of something bigger we always want to be part of a community whether that's at work or whether it's a sports team or whether it's a group of friends or whether it's a family or whether it's a cultural thing um can be religious and stuff like that where people join these communities and join these congregations and join these groups which give them some kind of sense of belonging and like you said if you can harness that to to help people get more um get basically behaviors in line which improve their quality of life because at the end of the day that's what fitness is supposed to be about it's supposed mm. to be like you said at the start being able to do the things you want to do um you've got the support of those people around you because so many people are feeling um <laughs> again like what you said at the start they're feeling like they know what to do but why can't they stick to it and one of the reasons for that is because they feel like they're on their own. They haven't got the accountability. They haven't got the support. They haven't got the education. And when you've got a group of people around you, as you have in a in a in a working environment, I mean, I've seen. I spend a lot of time on on LinkedIn as my kind of preferential social media platform. And the more I see about um, organisations doing either fitness related things or even charity related things, the amount of traction that gets when it's a, a a work thing rather than when it's an individual thing is phenomenal you know like they'll do something where it's like oh we're all gonna get as many steps as possible in, in an organization of 150 people we're all gonna wear a fitbit or a pedometer or something like that doesn't matter like not everyone can get the same number of steps because you've all got your own stuff going on but what we're going to try and do as a group is to top up as many as we can as an organization over the next month in order to raise money for xyz mm. and when that happens, even the people who are like, I can only do a couple of thousand steps a day because of whatever health and health issues or um, mobility issues or just their sheer lifestyle won't allow them. Their, their, their job is so sedentary and they can't squeeze it much in. It doesn't matter because they feel like they're still contributing to a greater thing. Mm. And and they wouldn't have done it otherwise because they wouldn't have gone, oh, I'm going to do like a um, a step count for charity because I don't do enough steps. Whereas because it's a group, they start doing it. And then that encourages them to do a little bit more. And the same thing is obviously that ties in with movement and, and, and being more active and being healthy and stuff as well. But it can be it doesn't have to be a charity thing. Anything like that. It's just like, hey, we're going to we're going to do this as long as you can make it accessible enough for everyone. Mm. And that everyone's got even like an alternative version of this thing and it's accessible to these people, then then there is so much power in that. I completely agree. Yeah, I think the accessibility is, is a big one. And that's another that's another um, kind of side issue. There's a there are a lot of a part of the reason I think 
that pe- why people don't stick to certain programs, whether it's in the gym, whether it's a mindset program or whatever, is because they are not, they're made very, not inaccessible, but quite unaccessible. That's the right two words to use. Um, Just make words up, mate. Yeah, yeah. Unaccessible. Inaccessible in my mind means you can't get there. Unaccessible means it's hard to get there, right? Right, okay, cool. (laughs) I'm glad you clarified that. Yeah, no worries, no worries. I've got my own dictionary. It's great. I'll send you a copy. Um, but, But because these programs are made to be so bloody complicated and scary and hard work. Now, we we often have the belief that hard, scary, complicated equals better, right? So, oh, look how crazy this undulating, conjugated gym strength, five by five strength program is so complicated. It must be brilliant. Well, two weeks into it, I'm like, fuck this. I can't, I can't understand what it's asking me to do. It's, it's too many times a week. It's too hard. So I'm going to give up. Net yeah. result, a million times worse. And I know this sounds simple, but keep it simple. It's that's 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 the easiest the best bit of advice i would say to anyone who is embarking on any kind of mission to improve themselves the simple stuff works there's another there's a sort of another flip side to the or another side to the coin in that if it's complicated it's okay to quit because we can say that's too hard it was I, i gave it my best shot but man that was complicated so i you know it was just too hard for me so it's almost okay to quit it's not as okay to quit something that's dead easy, is it? You know, we don't like yeah. to we don't like to give up on something that is just is very very simple. Yeah, um, yeah it feels like it feels like more of a kind of a flake out. Yeah, uh, than it does I, less justified. Yeah, I had this really simple program given to me, and I couldn't even stick to it. So I'll tell you what, I just won't start in the first place. You know. Yeah. Either way, net result is is the work isn't getting done, so there's no progress happening. But yeah. it's the simple stuff, and we've got to trust the process because, like, like in the gym, it's the simple stuff works. Squats, deadlifts, the big lifts are the ones that work, right? It's, yeah. it's the same with with mindset as well, and improving our mind, the way we think, trying to grab a hold of our emotions. It's just the simple stuff that really, really works. The simple stuff done well. People love to overcomplicate stuff, and I'm like, I'd count myself among that as well. Um, I'm, I'm, I like. I like to geek out and so if i see things mm. which are like i think it's the science background and stuff like where I, i'm just like oh yeah I really get my teeth into this and it really stimulates my mind just looking at uh, and i used to love that about programming um you know workouts and stuff like that mm. and, and looking at that progression and um i loved your use of the word undulating as well because it's undulating yeah. um periodized yeah. <laughs> yeah, workout yeah. programs and stuff <laughs> um but it's but it's like and unless you're an athlete it's irrelevant because totally irrelevant for, for most people it's just like um, you, should, you know until until you until you're doing a little walk around the block and eating an extra vegetable yeah forget about the complex gym programs because it's like the, like you said it's so i mean you you talk about ease and talk about easy now this is this is a bit like the um the two sides of the coin that you were talking about earlier in rest and progress where it's like rest and work aren't opposites they're two uh two sides of one coin mm. rest and work are two things which which um are uh, i'm going to say synergistically wow <laughs> i know but you know I've, I've heard business people use the word synergy so oh, i use it as well yeah um but it's like okay i'm going to use a biology one just for my own benefit here yeah it's like a symbiotic relationship great words Symbiotic. Uh, no, i love just, that man here we go put these in your dictionary um <laughs> 
if 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 it's a symbiotic ratio between work and rest where they 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 seem like they're two different things but they they work together for the common goal which is the progress and um I hope you met, I'm going to lose my train of thought in a no minute as well. But the, um, the, there's so many things there where where two things which we think of as being opposites are actually not opposites necessarily. Mm. Now, you're talking about ease and you're talking about difficulty and things like that. So we often think of those two things as, as opposites. But we, again, we need both because it's like if if we've always got it easy, then we don't make any progress we don't it's it's not a particularly interesting life if we never we're never challenged mm. and so there's nothing wrong with difficulty there's nothing wrong with challenge there's nothing wrong with adversity in, in these kind of things we require external stress we require external pressure in order to uh in order to progress in order to grow mm. and it kind of gives our lives meaning to a degree um however if that's all we have then that's also quite a difficult life to lead and it's not a particularly happy life to lead if you imagine a movie and you've got a, a movie which is happy all the way through it's probably a shit movie mm. but if you watch a movie that is just this uh, you know angry all the way through or sad all the way through then that's equally shit you need to have these kind of mixtures of all these different emotions these highs these lows these difficult bits these easy bits and that kind of tapestry is what what makes life enjoyable because there's all these different elements that, that we get to experience and i think that when you talk about ease because I, I mean all of that that i've just said was just a tangent this is the real point <laughs> <laughs> the the point is humans are uh always searching for the path of least resistance it's mm. like a river coming down a hill it's going to find the easiest route down it's not going to go uphill at any point it's going to go downhill it's going to weave around rocks it's going to it's going to find its way to the sea to the ocean in the down the path of least resistance and humans love that too we love the path of least resistance because we're animals and all animals like to find the easy way of doing mm. things we are the only species and this has come up on a couple of episodes recently we're the only species which uh, avoid being idle we're the only species which feel like we have to be doing something all the time we have to be working hard we have something has if, if we're taking it easy we're lazy mm. no other animal thinks of itself as lazy they go and do the things they got to do. They hunt their food or they find their food. They escape predators. They reproduce. They sleep. Everything else, they're just like, well, I'm just going to conserve my energy. And once we understand that from an evolutionary perspective, we are wired exactly the same and we're not lazy. We just want to find an easy way of doing something. Every invention throughout history has come about because some fucker was too lazy to do something and they yeah. thought there must be an easier way. And so they invented something to do it for them. And, and so if we if we accept that, it's not something where it's just go, okay, I am just going to have an easy life for the rest of my life because that's what that's what my human nature wants. It's not what I'm saying. But if we accept it and go, I know that as a human, I'm gonna, I'm going to try and find the easy way i'm going to try and find a way out i'm going to try and find the path of least resistance once you understand that and you accept it you can build that into your programming and go well what is the path of least resistance towards my end goal of being fit well and happy mm. well the path of least resistance is going for a walk and eating a vegetable not getting a 12-week challenge to drop 
10 stone um, become a shredded Adonis uh, by training two hours in the morning on uh, fasted cardio and an hour and a half in the evening on the on the heavy weights. That's not the path of least resistance. And that's why people, you know, most people fall off at the first hurdle. Mm. So if we accept it, if we understand it and accept it, we can we can use that to our advantage and we can build a program that's actually simple and easy. Yeah, 100%. I mean, just just uh, something you said uh, made me made me remember something that I read in this book, actually, which is an excellent book, The Rise of Superman by Stephen Kotler. It's all about flow. I don't know if you know much about flow state. Fascinating okay. book. Um, um, but there's, you know, where we talk about having time off and path of least resistance and making life easy and not constantly doing, you know, we're programmed or the message that is often portrayed given out in the world of self-improvement is do more right yeah, yeah keep doing do more do more hustle grind create struggle do more do more do more but of course we have to do stuff in order to get anywhere you can't just sit down and think about you know tons of money and tons of money will come into your account you need to go out and then earn it wait hang on hold <laughs> up a second i can't do you do you mean all right i'm 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 gonna burn Sorry, my man. copy of the secret phil yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I really apologise. Father Christmas ain't real either. You know that, <laughs> mate. This is this is turning into a terrible day for me. Mad, isn't it? It's interesting though, right? Because I totally am behind. Um, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, having a vision. I'm yep. totally behind. Yep. 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 Um, your thoughts affect your actions 100%. I'm totally um, behind uh, visualization techniques. Yep. And I actually teach a form of meditation where you can create new pathways in your mind to support your journey rather than hold you back, right? Yeah. 100%. But yep. there's never, you're never going to get anywhere <laughs> by sitting around playing with yourself. That's not going to get you the results that you want, you know? Yeah. Um, you can't just steps the action step isn't the, it actually has to be action there has to be action yeah totally but we also in order to get somewhere we have to recognize that release and relax is part of the progress you know i'm going yeah. back to what i said there there's a you know a, a, a growth cycle if we if you want to call it a growth cycle has three phases the contraction phase which is the which is when we're doing stuff right do go out and do do right do the work action Con contract phase then the release phase, okay, which, oh, sorry, the contract phase, and then, yeah, the release phase, which is the, right, I need to chill now. And then the expand phase at the end, contract, release, expand. Now, most of us gets caught in the contraction phase, doing, 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 and wonder why we don't actually get to where we want to get to, and we burn ourselves out, because we don't factor in the release phase. You know, the time where we're not doing much. You know about gym training, right? Anyone who's listening, strength training. When do the gains with a Z happen? It's when you take time out. It's when you have that rest week or that rest period or the deload period, whatever you want to call it. You know, that's when our body sees the real gains. Um, and we're the, it's the same in, in life. You know, we can hustle and grind or we can real put a lot of effort into our physical health, our mental health. But if we don't give us give ourselves time off to release then the expansion that we're looking for doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean when you when you touched on the um on the the weight training as an example of that, that's the um progressive overload, isn't it? So you it. you overload the system and mm. then during 
the rest after that overload. That's when the adaptation occurs. So you're yeah. you're stimulating an adaptive response in the body by forcing it to do something difficult. Now, the, a key part of this as well, and this, I always draw this parallel across to, you know, mental, emotional, all that side of things. The 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 stress has to be a little bit outside what your ability level is. Yeah. not double you know yeah, like yeah. if you've if you've been deadlifting 100 kilos and you go and try and deadlift 200 kilos you that's that's not going that's not going to help your progressive overload there no. that's that's a little bit of a jump um and and yet we tend to do that a lot of the time emotionally where we go I, either we never stop training we we don't have the rest afterwards um or we try and take on too much and again yeah. holding my hands up I have done this so much and I still do it. I bite off more than I can chew for a couple of reasons. One, uh, I don't know, it's like my ADHD brain where I'm just like, yeah, and we're feeling really, really ready for this and gung-ho. And then the next week I'm like, fuck, okay, that was a terrible idea. But it's also because society has conditioned me to think, again, like you said, society has conditioned me to think that um, that action is, and productivity is uh, kind of, the inherent judge of my worth as a human being. Mm. Um, if I'm not being productive, if I'm not doing something, then I am worthless. And therefore yeah. I need to keep keep going, keep going, keep going. And I used a, an analogy um, in a comment on a friend's post uh, the other day on LinkedIn, which was that it doesn't matter how good you are at swimming. It doesn't matter if you're Michael Phelps, at some point you're gonna have to get out of the pool, otherwise you're gonna drown. Mm. it doesn't like it doesn't matter how much you love what you're doing either i always hear this all the time where it's like oh if you, do you take any time off work for example no i love what i do do you take any time away from training no i love training it just doesn't matter how much you love it, hey, I, <laughs> it I, I, yeah i love going fishing there are a few things in life i love fishing is one of them being in the outdoors chasing fish all different types of fishing right rivers lakes sea whatever i could do that all the time only i couldn't do it all the time i have to have time off it you know because i've you know i've done some trips before where we've been away for three or four days at the end of those three days i'm ready to, to come home right i'm yeah. like i need to have a shower man i'm grubby i need to be in my own bed not in a tent and, and and all of that now all right i come home within about three hours i want to go again but i have if without that time off i then start resenting it yes you know? and yeah. it's exactly you know again parallels with the the, the self-improvement world gym uh, uh working on our minds people get so caught up in the doing that after a while unless you have some time out you're going to start resenting what you are doing yeah. you know you're going to resent it you're going to resent the gym you're going to resent you know filling out your journal every day you're going to resent doing the good for you tasks and when you start resenting them then they become a chore you know yeah. and washing up's a chore and i need motivation to do that i don't want to have to have motivation to do the jobs that i know are going to make me have a better standard of life you know and if we keep the if we keep those habits we keep those behaviors as small as possible so let's say the journal that you're doing instead of mm -hmm. 30 questions every morning that you're filling in in this guided journal you're doing three mm -hmm. you buy a journal which is like um you, you there's there's one that's called like the six minute journal or something i think it's three minutes in the morning three minutes in the evening and you just think yeah that seems like someone's actually had a really good Mate, idea i i designed my own journal purely for this reason i've yeah. used all different ones in the past and i haven't got one here but but 
I design mine so that it takes no more than 10 minutes to be on it. Yeah. Absolute max to fill out, you know, in the morning and the evenings. It's uh, and it's different questions every day because that's another thing the same old, the same old thing. Like, oh, it becomes meaningless. It's, it does. And you end up becoming a box ticker and you say, yeah. well, I've got to do this just because I know I've got to do it. Bang, 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 done. What's the point in that? You, you, yeah. you'd, be, you'd be better, actually be better not doing it and spending that time. I don't know, having 10 minutes more of a line or enjoying a cup of tea watching this morning or something, yeah, you know, that yeah. would be better for you than filling in a journal without any sort of intent whatsoever. Agreed. Pointless. And the, um, the, that, in fact, that was going to be like kind of my next suggestion was that if you don't want to buy a journal that is a guided journal, you could even do something as if you were going to do something that was, um, you know three things you're grateful for i mean it's an obvious one that a lot of people talk about gratitude and stuff like that it's not magic but it does kind of help change your mindset a little bit and like three things you're going to get done that day or you you, you think about what what it, what is it that i'm gonna um write about and do it yourself in a non-guide just do it in a, mm. in a notebook um or at the end of the day write down three good things that happened that day or you know yeah. whatever it happens to be but something that's really small and it's the same in terms of workouts and stuff if you think an hour in the gym is going to be something which you dread don't even put it in don't even don't even try to do it if if just the thought of it fills you with dread start much smaller and it's something that i, I talk about it in terms of motivation cost if the motivation cost is really high then on the days that you're feeling a little less motivated uh, you're not going to do it whereas if you're if the motivation cost for something is quite low then as long as the motivation is above that tiny amount that you need to do the action, because motivation is a feeling, it's not something you can rely mm. on, is it? So no matter where it is, you're more likely to do it. So for example, if you're, if instead of going to the gym for an hour in the morning or getting up at five o'clock in the morning and going for a five mile run, um, it's, you get up at seven o'clock in the morning, you walk around the block and you do 10 squats before you get in the shower. It requires a lot less motivation you're going to dread it a lot less and that's going to that's going to vary from person to person some people will dread walking around the block some people won't be able to do 10 squats before they get in the shower like these are just examples but if we if we again use this kind of um this idea of path of least resistance and also kind of going i'm not i don't want to make it <laughs> i don't want to make it unenjoyable yeah. because because this is this is the the paradox or the contradiction which you often see is that people are working on their fitness because they want to be happier they think that losing a bit of weight will make them happier whether that actually is the case or not is neither here nor there um they think that having more energy will make them happier probably will um they think that sleeping better will make them happier you know all of these things they're doing it because they essentially they want to be happier right mm. and so if you make yourself miserable in the process you've you've forgotten why you're doing it mm. No happy ending to an unhappy journey and all that, you know, all that yeah. jazz. People, you're exactly right. It's it's like, you know, have you ever thought or sat down and put any attention on why you're why you're doing this? And is this thing that you're doing actually getting you any closer to where you want to be? You know, because you could train your absolute balls off for an entire year. I'll tell you an example. I used to know someone, I used to work with a guy who who said, right, six months, I'm going to be as, as sharp, he was a trainer, as, as banging, uh, you know, bang on point with my diet as I possibly can. I want to get my body fat as low as, as low as possible. So for six months, he tracked his calories. He didn't go out for dinner. He didn't have a glass of wine or a beer. He trained like a maniac, right? He was shredded by the end of it, like proper shredded. 
but he he says it was the worst six months of my life. <laughs> I hated it. Now that's extreme, right? That's I know, extreme. but I wish more like PTs and bodybuilders and fitness models would be yeah. that honest, mate. I, th- I I I I in in my experience, PTs, fitness, you know, folks are a lot of a lot of them are incredibly unhappy a lot have self-confidence issues a lot have anxiety issues a lot have um ego related issues you know and it's 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 not a lot of people michael Kane. not a lot of people know that do you know what i mean not people look in and think oh it's all right for you you've got a good body yeah but the reason i've got this body is because i'm training so hard because it gives me the control that i'm lacking elsewhere in life you know yeah. what I mean? Yes. I, I, I feel like this is going to make me happier. So that's why I'm trying so hard to be like this. And having the control over my body fills in that void of lack of control in other areas, you know? And one of the things there that, I mean, we humans love control, right? We like mm. to feel in control of stuff. And when, the, when we, when we realize that actually, I said earlier, the universe is chaotic. We don't Mm. have very much control over what happens to us, no matter what the secret says. (laughs) And the fact that everything that's happened in your life, you've attracted somehow. Fuck off. Yeah. No, I haven't attracted being bald. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Although I do love it, to be fair. (laughs) Well, it suits you, mate. Thanks, man. Um, (laughs) Aerodynamic, I think, is the word. Yeah, too right. But this is the thing is we don't have as much control as, as... uh, as as people like to think we do, or people try and tell us we do, we have, and we have an amount of control over certain things, and that's where we should kind of um, focus to a degree. But when we use that again, this this kind of this addiction to control, mm-hmm. if we use those things to to try and feel like actually, you know what, the world is going to shit around me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to track my calories religiously. I'm going to track my macros. I'm going to train because I can control these things. Um, that's 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 sketchy ground. That's like that's mm. proper quicksand that you're slipping into there because you're 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 again you're using it as escapism. And I think that I think that that's it's definitely something I've done. By the way, yeah, yeah. I think it's I think then you're you're you're, you're crossing that line the 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 border between doing something to move towards pleasure. Or doing yeah. something to move away from pain, and yeah. you know, for me, back in the day, I, I often, and I think a lot of people do this, use the gym, use training to move away from pain. You know, or it, it's good for my self confidence. This is going to make me happy, and that's good. That's not a bad thing. But when I've started to do it to move towards pleasure, i.e., I'm just going to train because I want to train. You know, I cha- I relax my rules a lot more. Yeah. Then I then I enjoyed it a lot more, and and actually stress levels massively went down the results yep. i actually got physically were way better than when i was training religiously and and you know as i said doing it to try and move away from a, a place of pain um and life just became easier you know yeah it does and and like i I'll, i'm not the leanest that i've ever been i'm not the most muscular i've ever been i'm not the fittest or the strongest that i've ever been but i'm the most content with how all of that is than i've ever same been here. exactly it, same here and and the you know I, I've got I've got within reason better energy than I've had before. Um, uh, there's some some people who listen to this know a bit about my background and my story and stuff like that. And I, I suffer with chronic um, certain chronic illnesses and stuff. So mm. I've got I've got um, energy issues on that front. But in terms of how I actually feel in myself, despite the fact that I've got chronic pain, chronic fatigue, I'm literally in pain all the time, mm. uh, and yet I'm happier. 
um, because my perception has changed. And this wasn't, again, I'm, I'm not going to be as glib as to say, I just made the decision to see things differently. It's the because it, it's not as easy as just seeing things differently. We've all got baggage. We've all got mental stuff going on. Um, but there's a, there was a certain kind of process. And, and one of the big things for me was uh, going through a couple of burnouts over the space mm. of like five, six years. Um, the most recent big burnout in 2017 gave me like completely shifted my perspective um and it made me go oh actually hang on what you're doing is not sustainable and it's sad that it took that kind of level of you know losing my personal training business being mm. unable to work for six months it's sad that it took that and, but but sometimes it is those things which just make you go look mate you're you think you're looking after yourself but you're not yeah you've bought into what m kind of the magazines and the media are saying is health and fitness but you're not listening to your own body. You're not listening to your own mind. You're not aware of what's going on around you and your relationships and your family and your friendships, what you're missing out on, which is just as important to have, you know, community and social, social fitness, you know, mm. um, and the things that you're missing out on by eating out of a Tupperware tub uh, yeah, rather no, than going oh, into your mate's party. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. And, and also what a lot of people I think don't really realize is that training particularly hard you know training intense training and intense dieting and you know really doubling down on on the physical side of, of fitness and training is a massive stress on the mm. body a massive stress on the body and we all know well I'm sure you know the science and that the the, 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 the yeah, how it all works but our mind our body doesn't know if it's being put under physical stress or mental stress or what you know all it recognizes is fuck me i am stressed i am perceiving this environment to be dangerous right a yeah. threat to my life even though it's not um and so i'm going to switch on all these kind of stress modes we all know it as fight or flight survival mode which then we we have a flood of chemicals and hormones and our body is basically trying to stay alive now that's not cool and people don't realize that intense training regularly without that release phase yeah. you know um um is is not cool for us and the, the interesting thing is this people you know will go through stressful periods in life mentally stressful periods in life oh work is really hard right now i know what i'm going to do i'm going to double down on my training i'm going to up the intensity of my training to de-stress be careful with that one because yeah. you know you might be adding more fuel to the stress bonfire and, and whilst you may think you're doing a good job, because everyone says people like me, people like you promote exercise, right? It's good to help us de-stress. Well, you've got to be careful that you're implementing the right type of training. Yeah, and you've got low intensity mm, stuff as well. Yeah, man, just yeah, precisely. Did you write but, a post about this recently? Oh, I feel like you did. Maybe I feel like I did. Yeah, I don't know. I've write so many uh so I waffle so much on 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 Instagram and that I probably did, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one that I that um I think it was this morning I read a post of yours which was about um again missing out on parts of life as a result of yeah. kind of fit fitness pursuing fitness um and it was like yeah sorry Nan I can't go to your seventieth birthday party was that yeah uh, yeah because I'm, I'm on a program it's, yeah it's, you know I'm I'm committed and being consistent with not going out so mum I can't come to your birthday party sorry I yeah think, yeah there are people that, that that live like that and it's mate I've been there I've been there and it's it's not good um I mean and and I guess the thing I think the thing which is really important to make clear here is that 
every every individual is different and for some people that mm. they might be super happy doing that and it might be the right lifestyle for them it's yeah. it's more that for the majority of people they see your um you, you see people who are very into what it is that they do i mean i'll use an example of ross edgley for example mm. um for those of you who don't know this is the geezer who swam around the british isles a few years ago uh, lost yeah. half his tongue due to the salt uh whatever it is you know oh his tongue, <laughs> tongue fell off because of the salt oh it, it's it's it was a i mean it's it's a it's an incredible achievement um this guy is i mean he's written a few books he had i think it was the world's fittest book he did another one he's got one out there at the moment called blueprint stuff like that so mm. um and they're all books that i want to read and haven't read any of them and part of the reason is because i realized at one point that i was comparing myself to him and this kind of comparisonitis where we we look at we we never compare ourselves to people who are kind of in the middle of the pack we never go right where where do i sit in terms of my health compared to kind of average mm. what we do where do i fit on the bell curve of mm. of average in terms of fitness or income or success in anything really how mm. happy is my relationship we don't compare we compare people to we compare ourselves to the top like 0.1% of the people we know. So it's this keeping up with the Joneses. Well, my house isn't as big as their house. It's like, yeah, but you've just picked the the person you know with the biggest house. That, yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, but the problem now is obviously with social media and stuff like that. If you look at Instagram, I'll see this. I see when I scroll through Instagram, people that I know personally, and I'll see people who uh, are celebrities. So I'll be scrolling through and I'll see I'll see you. like let's let's talk bald guys right i'll see yeah. you i'll see tom yeah hey tom hope you're listening um and i'll see the rock yeah and i won't three have... perfectly beautiful examples mate absolutely i love all three of you i love all three of you dearly um but yeah. the issue i have is that the only one i compare myself to is the rock yeah yeah <laughs> it's like what is wrong with my brain whereas if i just go do you know what like I'm comparing myself, compare myself, I mean, we shouldn't, oh, people always say, don't compare yourself to other people, but we yeah, do, do, we that, do. Yeah. And and so if I look around and I go, hey, look, I've got these friends and um, my life's really good and so is my friend's life and, you know, we're, we're, we're doing all right. You know, if I'm talking about you and I'm talking about Tom, you know, we'd be like, these guys, these guys are doing all right. I'm doing all right. We're all doing all right. And then I look at the the rock and I'm just like, the Rock's got a chef who cooks him these amazing pancakes every morning. Mm. My life's shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I was comparing myself to Ross Edgley and I was going, the thing is, I'm not really that fit because, and then I caught myself and I was like, because what? Because I can't mm. swim around the British Isles? Yes, yes exactly, yeah. fucking grip. Yeah, no, there's something wrong with me. I can't swim around the British Isles. What is wrong with me? But like, yeah. but we're sold this because it is easy to sex up extremes. Mm. Uh, from a marketing perspective, it's really easy to sell a book about someone who's done something that is really extreme. We like to read about the outliers. We like to read about people who aren't normal. We like to yeah. watch videos of people who aren't normal. No one wants to watch the video of someone deadlifting 50 kilos. They want to watch a video of Eddie Hall deadlifting half a ton. No, mm. And so it's easy to market this stuff. But what you can't really market very easily is moderation and balance. And that's actually where the magic happens for 99.9% .9 of the population. Yeah, mate, why do you think I post about things like naked mole rats and, do you know what I mean, weird and wonderful I things? I ask myself why you post about naked mole rats. <laughs> no one wants to read about why you should hydrate. Hey, you need to do some exercise. It's fucking it's boring, you know? Yeah. It's, a, it, it's the same in what you're saying. We are interested in the in the different and yep. in, the, in, in the fascinating stuff. 
Um, what I would say about you know someone like Ross Edgley is is it's it's an incredible achievement to be able to swim around the British Isles. Absolutely. But what I do think is that some people, like we said earlier, become addicted to extremes and ex how much further can I push myself? Yeah. What's, why next? You, what's next? Yeah, what's next? You've got to ask, why Why do you feel the need to keep doing this? Now, granted, he'll make an, a, a lot of money out of books and you know all, all the jazz yeah. that comes with it. But I used to be uh, of the mentality, what, what can I do next? What other crazy challenge can I do? What's next? What's next? But when I, the older I got, I, 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 I realised actually, if I look back, why exactly did I feel the need to keep pushing myself why did i feel the need and it was you know is it like a worthiness thing i think worthiness to to prove to other people that i yeah self-worth that i can do it which would yeah. give me that little thing and, and, and i think really to to help to to cover or, or to to make up for a lack of self-confidence and self-esteem yes. you know yeah. it's like well yeah right, I, I, I yeah go to bed at night and I'm feeling quite shit about myself to be honest but hey I've got this event tomorrow I'm going to do it and then I can tell everyone I've done it and it'll make me feel brilliant for a little bit and then I've got to do another one you, you know what I mean whereas yeah. now I do things purely if because I want to do it I, I, I don't do things now because it will be good to, to say that I've done or to post on Instagram or to, to big myself up do you know what I mean yeah um, yeah I, I do you can become addicted to these these hard workouts hard events you know crazy challenges um and all of that it can happen with a lot of things i found that when i was at uni i did the exact same thing but with drinking mm. and it was always I, I like i had to kind of outdo myself with how wasted i got because i was that guy that was my identity and it was because i was insecure about i felt like i had nothing to offer as a, you know i felt it's like funny I you say that yeah i used to be a bit like that i think i remember at school you know in your sort of 76 form 17 18 going out I want to be that person that can just yeah. drink and drink yeah. and drink. And drink Life and of the party. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, when I was at school, I couldn't really do that. When I was in before I went to uni, I was I, I had a um, reputation as the biggest lightweight. And yeah. then at university, it changed somewhat. It was like I'd taken it upon myself to go, no more, no more will I be the lightweight of my <laughs> yeah. friendship group. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I'm just lucky that I've still got the liver that I was born with um, because yeah. it's taken a pounding, that's for sure. Um, Phil, we 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 could go on all day talking about random yeah, stuff. Just looked at we haven't even touched on naked mole rats. No, yeah, <laughs> we have. Um, so what I reckon we should do, we should wrap this up, and then we'll mm -hmm. we'll 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 have a we'll have a we'll do another episode in the future yeah. and revisit some of these things. Um, but before we before we go, uh, mm. I mean, you touched on one thing earlier on as a piece of advice to give uh, for someone who was kind of trying to make improvements in what they're doing wanted to feel better add some more quality mm. to their life um through being fitter healthier more energetic and all of that stuff um but yeah would you would you have a piece of advice for someone like that and would also uh would you have a kind of starting point or a piece of advice for someone who wants to look after their organization or their team more if they're in a position of you know leadership within a company like what would your one piece of advice be for each of those people I think the first what piece of advice I'd give to to an individual would, and this is cliche, it's said all the time, but create some kind of structure or routine, um, yeah. and make it simple, man. You know, make it dead simple. Create a structural routine that that gives you a bit of. I'm not going to use the word purpose, but some kind of meaning, a way to start your day at the very least. You know, wake up make your bed, 
hydrate yourself, maybe get yourself mobilized, right? And I know there might be people listening to this going, yeah, I heard it all before, mate. If you heard it all before, why aren't you doing it? You know? Yeah. Because when we start to, when we start the day by doing something for ourselves and not getting involved in the shit that is everyone else's lives, Facebook, Instagram, emails, WhatsApp, right? If we start the day with our, on our own, then we're kind of taking a bit of control. We're, we're, we're grabbing the room. You can't turn the telly over if you ain't holding the remote control, can you? We're the same. We can't make a difference to ourselves if we don't, if we're not holding our own remote control. I know that sounds quite kinky. So the advice I would I'm say is, nothing. you know, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> are you holding your own remote, right? And if you're not, then grab, take a bit of control and start at the very least, start the day by by you know map out the start of your day and, and and do something in the morning that that enables you to have this i call it i've done it i did it moments yeah i did it you know practice breathing for five minutes journal for five minutes whatever it is again make your bed start the day by doing things for you that at the end of it you can say yes i did it you know because i think the more of these i did it moments that we have throughout the day week month the better we feel because we, we're, yeah. we're achieving something, even if it's something small, keep it basic. Um, and then what would I say to an organization? Um, I probably would say, uh, get help with it. Get help with it. So it, ask, you know, get someone in to help your staff out. Don't just give the bullshit kind of, hey, guys, you need to drink more. Hey, guys, yeah. you need to take the stairs instead of taking the lift. We, it doesn't work, does it? We've discussed this. It doesn't, it's, it's, it's a guide. It's pointing in the, in the right direction. But ask yourself, is the advice we're giving our staff actually doing anything? Or are we just box ticking to say, yeah, we help our staff out? You know, are you actually helping the staff out? Or are you just going along with what everyone else is doing, what we feel like we should be doing? So you can tell other people, yeah, we help our staff out. Yeah. are you actually helping them you know um that's what i would say solid advice solid mm. advice i would say as well with the um thing about starting your day it almost doesn't matter what it is does it it's like yeah. every single person is going to be a different thing and and yeah. one of the things i found with um having a routine in the morning is that that little bit of control that little bit of control is um it actually creates more time in the morning because one yeah. of the things that a lot of people are worried about is uh it's going well i've already got a hectic morning because i've got the school run and i've got to get the kids ready and i've got to have breakfast got to get to work da, 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 da. i haven't got five minutes to do x or y and it's like okay if you do that thing you'll probably find that the rest of the morning kind of falls into place a little bit easier you can always get up five minutes and I'm, I'm not a fan of getting up early early anyway i'm not Ooh. like this kind of five five a.m club again yeah. i've been down that route i got that sold to me i bought into it um doesn't work for me but getting up five minutes earlier and going to bed five minutes earlier you get the same amount of sleep and it just means that you've got five minutes less looking on social media in the evenings but it means mm. you've got five minutes in the morning doing something which gives you um yeah just it just completely changes your your perspective on that morning piece doesn't it it just little things um yeah so i think that is that is definitely something really really vital um phil if people have listened to this and liked you 
for some weird I mean, reason. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I don't, I don't know whether they will or not. You know, I, I feel like it'd be a, that would confuse me slightly. Yeah. But if they do like you, yeah. where's the best place for them to kind of come and hang out with you on uh, the internet? Yeah, head over to Instagram and Facebook. I always said I won't be that person that directs people to to a social media page, but the fact is, all of my work is on. Apart from the stuff I do with businesses, it's all online, um, and that's how I advertise. You know, I've got a mailing list. Head over to Instagram at the Phil Highland H Y L A N D. I have to put that in there because it's not H I G H. Really grinds my gears. You know, when someone spells your name slightly wrong, it's just yeah. oh, one of those things. Oh, I hate it. Um, at the Phil Highland, uh, go and follow me. You'll you'll see all the weird kind of stuff that I post. And on there, there's links where you can get on the mailing list and jump on my free. Every so often, I run a free seven day challenge as well. So. Uh, you say fine. you say you don't like directing people to your social media, but the thing with social media is it does facilitate a two-way conversation, doesn't it? Yeah. And that's the thing that's nice is that people can come, they can comment on your stuff, and then you'll reply, and it's just a nicer thing than just a website, isn't it? To be so, honest, as well, mate, I think you see a lot more of what, well, certainly me, you see see a lot more of my personality on there than you would ever see on a you know four or five page website by mine. And is, is are you saying that that's a good thing? <laughs> well that's a very good point mate i never thought of it like that yeah that's a very good point it should just quick get off socials yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> right phil it's been an absolute pleasure i will put um i'll put the links to your facebook and your instagram um in the show notes as well so if you're listening to this on anchor or spotify or anything like that then you can click on those if you're listening on apple Podcasts, you probably can't click on them because apple still doesn't like my links apparently so you'll just have to search for them um but phil it's been an absolute pleasure and an honor to have you on thank you for that uh and uh, i hope you have a wonderful rest of your day wicked and you thanks a lot man thank you for listening to fit to lead with me jay unwin if you're not already connected with me on linkedin come and find me using the link in the podcast description and say hello if you want me to help you improve the fitness and well-being of your team and of yourself let's set up a call Until next time, stay fit, stay well, and keep leading from the front.